Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. I am super kicked to have Barry Wetcher on the show all the way from New York. Barry has a career spanning almost four decades. He has amassed a very impressive catalogue of film and TV credits whilst collaborating with some of Hollywood's most elite filmmakers such as Martin Scorsese, one of my favourites. He's worked with actors such as Bruce Willis, Jeremy Irons, Samuel L. Jackson, Jennifer Lopez, Meryl Streep, amongst many, many others. Um, He is a member of the Society of Motion Picture Still Photographers um, and some of his work has just been key uh, and award-winning and, you know, used for movie and TV campaigns. Um, it's a lot of the work that we see uh, that they use for their marketing, uh, for their posters. Um, it's so incredibly exciting. And recent incre- recent credits also include uh, For Creed 2 uh, and Ocean's 8, um, which, you know, we just have amazing images left in our head of of the work in those movies. So it's it's super exciting and I, I'm really excited to have this chat with someone who is behind the screen but yet doing extremely important work. Hey Barry, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thanks for joining. Sure. Thank you for inviting me. So Barry, I think like one of the first things we all want to know is uh, you know, due to the tremendous work that you've done in the body of work that you have, when did this whole kind of photography bug bite you and, and when, what was the ignition point for you? Um, so as a, a kid, I guess when I was maybe 12, 13 years old, I always was interested in, in uh, trying to capture some images, but you know, other than um, a family camera, which in those days was like a brownie. I didn't really have anything. So um, it really wasn't until I was a teenager that I I got my hands on a 35 millimeter camera and would just, you know, photograph whatever interested me, which was mostly people. Uh, I wasn't that interested in landscapes or still lives. So I would say the bug really kind of hit me in my like 14, 15, 16 years old. And and so, like, when it comes to photography, a lot of people say, um, I, I think I've heard that story a lot of times where people say, oh, like, you know, that, that photograph is great. And um, other people say that, yeah, you know, it depends. It depends. Or they say that it, it looks, it, it, it's so easy. Anybody can capture that shot. But then so much is down to the photographer and the photographer's skill, um, of course, which sometimes gets overlooked. But do you think that it is something which can be learned or that there is this this uh, this innate ability that I, I suppose any any creative has, but specifically with photography, do you think it's something which can be learned? I, I think that if you don't, I think that's innate and that if you don't have it in you to well, it depends what you're photographing, but for me, it's mostly about people. So for me, it's always about emotion, light, composition. Mm. You can teach composition and you can teach people about light, but it's an innate feeling. Um, so unlike today, I mean, when I first started doing this, you know, you had to have, aside from the creative aspect, you had to have a lot of technical knowledge in terms of what's an exposure, what's what's an aperture, what's shutter speed, what does each one of those do creatively? Today, 
I mean, everybody's a photographer because everybody has an iPhone and every, you know, and there's, there's millions of different uh, post-processing applications. So I think everybody, today, everybody thinks they're a photographer. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe that's good that people now are taking photographs, but everybody isn't really a photographer. So I, I really believe it's an innate creative thing, but you can teach people to understand light and you can teach people to understand about composition, whether they whether they actually capture what's correct or not. Uh, you know that's that's relative. In terms of like the the body of work you've done, I mean you've like you've shot some amazing amazing talent and been part of some wonderful films. Um, what do you personally find to be like the most challenging? Is there like a pressure to capture these amazing movie movements? that you do capture and and in that process of, of looking for those moments is, is there something that you are looking for if you had to describe it in words right so uh, you know in terms of your audience uh, you know what i do is still photography on movie sets so what i'm oh I, my approach is that in almost every scene there's one moment um, that will tell the story of either the entire movie or of that particular scene. So I'm always striving for that one moment. It may just be a glance, a close-up and a glance, or it may be, you know, a two-shot. Um, but I'm always striving to capture an image that tells that story of that particular scene. And, and almost in every scene, there is one moment that you can capture. So. If at the end of the day, um, I've got one or two images that I know will be published, I've succeeded. So. Yeah. It, and do you have a, is there a favorite moment that you can remember or somebody that you've maybe photographed multiple times that you just love, you love it when they're in front of the camera and, and, and why, what, what are your reasons for choosing them? Right. Um, I, I, you know, it's going to sound odd, but I've actually done um, one, two, three, three movies with Jennifer Lopez, right? Mm. And she, more than any other actor I've ever worked with, knows knows how to how to be photographed. So if she sees me, especially <laughs> between takes, if she sees me, she knows what to do. So. Wow. Um, and that kind of answers the question that you had sent me, which is, it's true, actors are not like models. You know, actors have a hard time. If they're not acting, most of them are very uncomfortable in front of a camera. Mm. Still, still camera. So um, I find that if you give them a prop to work yeah. with, that kind of helps, you know. But if they're just standing there, many of them just are very, very uncomfortable. You know, but in the case yeah. of Jennifer Lopez, because she's a she's an, a true entertainer, um, she really knows how to pose. So she's a pleasure to work with for me. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's so true. It's it's such a funny thing that uh, you know, in front of a moving camera, when you when you've got like lines of a different character, you you somehow forget that the camera's there, and you can just be fluid but with a still camera it can be so challenging for actors is there other other than give them a prop is there anything else that you you kind of do to um 
make them, I guess, feel more comfortable in front of a still camera? Um, well, if I if I already been working with them, I have a rapport with them, so there's yeah. a certain comfortability right there. If if I've come in just for a day specifically to do uh, to photograph an actor in front of a seamless uh, who I've never worked with, that's a little more difficult. If, uh, it's a little because they don't know me, um, and they most actors will just fall into these standard poses that they that they do all the time. You know, but when they yeah. know you, when when I'm on a movie and I'm working with people for, you know, months, if, uh, weeks, if not months, they know you. So there's a certain comfortability and they trust you. They trust you. So they're not, you know, they're not yeah. sort of paranoid. What are you doing? So Yeah. And so when you are working on these films and obviously you're working for a long period, I know you've done, uh, you know, Image, uh, images get published for, for posters and for the marketing strategy of the films. Um, how closely do you work? Because obviously it's all about teamwork and how, how closely in terms of like the selection of the final image, is that, is that a decision which is solely the director takes or do you get a lot of input creatively in what, what becomes the final images? There are two, two photographs that end up on what we call the one sheet, which is the poster. <clears throat> one would be if you're doing a gallery shoot, right? And the other would be uh, a photograph that was taken out of your actual unit unit coverage. So in a gallery shoot, if, if they hire me to do it, um, I'm working with the creative advertising people. And they have the, it's their ideas, so they have mock-ups of what they want yeah. and, and how they want the lighting. Um, so basically I shoot it and you know it's taken away from me and then they make up a bunch of mock-ups and I guess they show it to the producers or the director and they some somewhere down the line come up with a campaign. But um if it's unit art that they're using, I while I'm shooting, I'm editing and I'll make selects to send to the photo editors of the studio. So um in that sense I have some say. You know, yeah. I have some say in terms of them saying, these are really great, look at these. Yeah, yeah. So, for, I mean, for you, at what point in your career did you decide, was it quite earlier, early on that you felt like this was that, that niche or that space of work that you wanted to, you know, uh, specialize in or become expert at? It's a very good question. Actually, I kind of fell into it. I was... Um, I was doing sort of my own art photography and I had had a grant for two years um, and the grant ran out so I needed to make money. I had a grant doing photo, my own photography with a, I work with a camera called the White Lux, but um, my grant ran out and I needed to make money. So I had a friend, of course, who was an assistant director, um, an AD, and he offered me the opportunity to shoot stills on a uh, very low budget uh, horror movie. Um, and in those days, horror movies were not as popular as they are today. Anyway, I did that and I enjoyed it. Um, and um, so that sort of started my career uh, doing that. And then I, I kind, of, kind of fell into it. And um, early on in my career, I met a, uh, cinema photographer named Michael Balhaus, who uh, used to be uh, Werner Fassbinder's uh, cinema photographer. Um, and then he eventually became Marty Scorsese's cinema photographer. 
but he, we became friends and he kind of, he, he introduced me to Marty in 1985 and uh, that landed me a movie called After Hours. So, mm. um, you know, once you did, once you do a movie with Marty, you're kind of on the map, so to speak, you know. So. Yeah. Is there, is there anyone left that you would love to work with who's still on the list of like, in terms, of, um, in terms of actors or directors or anyone actually um i would I, well i there are certain kinds of movies i would like to do i'd like to do a science fiction movie i've never done that um period okay. pieces are always fun because they're much more visual mm -hmm. um in terms of working with cinematographers i'm sorry that i never got a chance to work with a man named gordon willis um Oh, and uh, another guy, uh, Vittorio Storaro, who's still around. Um, other actors that I'd like to work with? Um, it's more about the directors than the actors. Um, yeah. I, I think working for David Fincher might be an interesting <laughs> thing. I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, that yeah. might be interesting. So. Yeah. Who knows? I, I'm, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Um, in terms of the budding photographers then, you know, like that nowadays, I just feel like you said earlier, there's, I think there's that um, ability to at least start somewhere and start creating things on a very small scale as well because of technology and the kind of phones that we have. And, um, but how important is it to like for a photographer to, to, to know like what kind of area they want to specialize in and create a niche in this market do you think because it's again it's extremely competitive and so many people are doing it now so what 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 makes you stand out are you, are you talking specifically about doing uh, still photography on movies or just photography in general um photography in general as well and and and, and also still photography in movies is it is it about sort of making that choice can you compartmentalize or do you have to or, or do you have to sort of do a bit of everything and anything? Um, I think that ultimately you kind of need to specialize in one one thing. Um, it's not to say you can't do more than one thing, but uh, in terms of what I do, you know, if you're just starting out, any job that comes your way is what you're going to do. So, I, you know, I don't think you form a niche within still photography on movies. I think what happens is you build relationships with directors and producers and actors. That's who hires me. I, I don't really get hired by the studios. Yeah. I get hired by directors, producers, and sometimes actors. So um, that's your niche, you know. And people who do what I do in the TV world, that's a little different. They're, they're hired by the networks or netflix or whatever um but in general i think that ultimately you have to decide what you're going to do with photography you can do fashion you can do food you know, still life um you have to have a niche you can't be all over the place i mean initially when you're first starting out of course um but i think eventually you need to really focus where you want to go and i, I think photographers today young photographers i think it's really hard for them especially editorial uh, you know, a lot of newspapers have done away with their staff photographers because a news event happens, everybody out on the street has a phone and they're there immediately. So a lot of yeah. newspapers have actually let go of their staff photographers. It's kind of sad, but it's the way of the world.
Yeah. So you would say that just like for any creative profession, ultimately like networking also has a big part in, in, in this, in this line of work as well. Uh, absolutely. Unlike today, social media plays a great uh, role in people promoting themselves. That's really kind of what goes on. Uh, yeah. You know, when I, when I started, you had to, you know, call people on the phone and hope they would answer the phone. <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore. Today, today you could just send an email and whether they answered it or not, it doesn't matter. You know that they got it. Um, and social media, um, fortunately or unfortunately, is, is a, a, the way that many, many people are promoting themselves. So was there, was there ever a time where like you were struggling to, uh, I don't know, a, a moment of adversity, I guess. And like in, ter in terms of just like wanting to get the work and that wasn't happening. And is there any, what was, what were those specific things you were doing at those point of times, which you think ultimately made a huge difference to your success? Right. I, well, I think, I think luck, perseverance, patience, and uh, believing in yourself. And it's really hard. I mean, you know, there were times early in my career where I, I was out of work for months and, you know, um, there were less opportunities in those days than there are now. Now you have, Nef, you know, you have all these streaming services. There's a lot more venues for, uh, for places that need photography. Um, but I think you need patience. And sometimes you... You know, it's really hard. I think it's really, really hard for people. And then eventually, for me at least, I got to a point where I knew, even if I didn't work for a month, I knew that I would work eventually. So as long as you were smart with your money um, and you believed in yourself and you kept hustling, you got to keep hustling. You can't just sit back and wait for the phone to ring. Of course. Um, so, and again, social media plays into that. You can reach a lot more people today than you could, you know, when I first started. So uh, in any creative field that one would, would try to make a living out of, it's really, really hard when you're first starting out. Really, it's, you know, it's, mm. it, I mean, you know, the freelance life, so to speak, is yeah. not, everybody, not, not everybody's cut out for it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Do you find, because you work so closely on the movies that you, you do work on, um, does it kind of kill the excitement of seeing the end product for you because you've kind of like seen everything already? Sometimes that's very true. It's it's hard to watch a movie that you worked on because not yeah. only did you read the script before you filmed it, but you know everything. So what happens is you're watching the movie and you're kind of remembering um, little stories that went on. You're not really watching the movie. You're, you're, you're remembering where you were or who you were talking to or what you did that day. So yeah. it is hard to, you're not really watching the movie with fresh eyes. You know? Yeah. Is, is there any moments that come into mind that, you know, was sort of like uh, you were able to achieve like or get like an unexpected photograph which ended up staying? Like it was more uh, out of, I suppose, surprise or spontaneity or you know it really wasn't planned right well there are a lot there are many many of those photographs yeah whether they were published or not i you know i can't really recall but many times uh right before a take actors are in you know so in their head you know and that's always a really good moment for me you know because they're so in their head um 
uh, and also sometimes right after they call cut. That's another good moment sometimes. Um, you know, I'm doing this for a very long time, so you kind of know where to be and what might end up being a good moment that has nothing to do with the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 very true, very true. This is related to that, but um, someone, like, someone like Meryl Streep, who I've worked with twice, she's so great. Um, and are you familiar with the word uh, kills, that actors have kills? Are you familiar with that? You right, are. yes, yes, yes. So, um, you know, she she and her makeup guy, and her hair and makeup guy, Roy, do she does her own kills. A lot of actors have their publicists do the kills. They never even see my work, but she does her own. And um, it was on the movie Devil Wears Prada. And um, she, and it's interesting, because then I get to see what they killed, and I, you know, it gives me a sense of what they like and don't like. Um, and there was a photograph that I thought was great, and she killed it. And I went up to her and asked her, Meryl, I, I think you look great in this photograph. And she said to me, I do look great, but I'm not in character in that photograph. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm quite sure, like, that she would be quite the perfectionist. Right. Yeah, so, she was great. Yeah. She's great to work with. Really I'm is. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, is there something that like is is like in the pipeline that you're really looking forward to that you can share? Um, there's one I can't really share, but there's one or two yeah. films that I'm hoping. Uh, well, who, first of all, who knows whenever we're going to resume <laughs> work? You know, that might not be for another six months. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. all the schedules of things that were going to happen. Who knows what's really going to happen? So there was something that I thought was going to happen, and then because of the virus, it didn't. So we'll see. But I, yeah. there's a I have two films that I worked on that will be out. I don't know now. Again, you don't know when things going to get released. But one is uh, it's another Jennifer Lopez movie. Uh, it's a romantic comedy where she kind of is almost playing herself. Um, and she does a lot of singing in the movie, so that was a joy. Uh, yeah. And then another movie, um, a Warner Brothers movie called The Many Saints of Newark, is sort of a prequel to The Sopranos. I don't know if you know what The Sopranos are. Yes, yes, so, yes. So this is a movie. It's not for TV. It's a movie. And uh, that was that was a lot of fun to work on. Uh, and I think that's been delayed. I think now it's come out uh, in 2021. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Well, it was super, super cool to talk to you. Thanks for taking time out. Great. Thank you so much.